Will Kevin Durant's legacy be defined as now that he wants out of Brooklyn? This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and streaming live on ESPN+. Plus. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, wishing you a happy Friday. We're sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. As always, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, you can tweet to us at Mike Wells NFL is Mike's Twitter handle. Mine is at Courtney R. Cronin. You can also join in the conversation on the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Well, Mike, we're just 24 hours removed from me walking into the Barton Hahn Radio Studio here at ESPN Seaport Studios where Freddie Coleman, who you just heard on Barton Hahn, Inform me that Kevin Durant requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets hours before the start of free agency. I did not believe Freddie when he said that initially. I shrieked, and I think I might have actually strained my vocal cords in the process, but it is real. It is happening. We do not know where Kevin Durant is headed yet, but the fallout from this over the last 24 hours is free agency has still managed to wager on, but in large part has stayed kind of stagnant because everyone is waiting to see where Kevin Durant may go in their teams that may not be on that list as of right now. The two destinations, preferred destinations of Kevin Durant being the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. But man, thinking about all these trade scenarios where Kevin Durant can go and that his time in Brooklyn is coming to an end, it's still pretty hard to wrap your head around. It, it, it is. And you, you think about it, Kevin Durant left Golden State several years ago with the goal of wanting to win an NBA title out of the shadows of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He gets some solid teammates in James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Harden gets traded. Kyrie is more worried about not being vaccinated. Ben Simmons comes to Brooklyn from Philadelphia, and they never play together, meaning KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons. And now KD is trying to jump ship and join another team. It just sounds like he is completely fed up with what has happened in Brooklyn and the failures of not winning an NBA title in New York. Yeah, and what we're hearing now about Kevin Durant and where he wants to go, but also realizing that this is probably the end of the Brooklyn Nets era that contained Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, potentially even Ben Simmons, as we know it, and we never even really knew it because the three of them never got on the floor together. It's just wild to think about when you – Put your try to wrap your mind around the biggest failure potentially in NBA history. If it is not the biggest, it is absolutely up there. There have been super teams constructed that were supposed to win finals before and fell flat on their face. My my first thought is the 2004 Lakers, the 2013 Los Angeles Lakers as well. But this this Brooklyn Nets team, in my opinion, takes the cake with that, considering everything they gave up to get to this point, and all of it for nothing. Um, And it's remarkable now that as Kevin Durant has made it clear, his agent, Rich Kleiman, or excuse me, his business partner, Rich Kleiman, telling ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that he wants out and that he was going to work with the organization uh, to try to find a place for him to go after you know requesting that trade. It makes you wonder, why would the Brooklyn Nets try to help both Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving out? I mean, certainly different circumstances here, but... Either of them, in order for either of them to go somewhere else, Brooklyn has to do considerable legwork here to get 
them off their books and do, to a different place. And there could be some benefit to Brooklyn, which realizes now that it's headed towards a massive rebuild yet again in being able to facilitate that. But goodness, if I'm Sean Marks today and I'm thinking about the week that I've had and how all of this came to be, I'm thinking, I don't want to help either of these two get to where they want to go. I'm just sick of this whole thing playing out. I'm sick of the drama. I'm ready to move on. But feels like in order for the Brooklyn Nets to maximize upon the fact that a once-in-a-generation player is available right now, they've got to do a lot of the legwork to get there. Yeah. You know what? If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm not going to appease Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on where they want to go. You, they have to worry about themselves. They have to think about how they are going to make what will be a rebuild occur quicker. Mm-hmm. That means getting as many first-round draft picks as they can get. Not only the picks, but the young, talented players who can step in and contribute alongside Ben Simmons and players like Patty Mills. So it's not just, okay, go out and win 15 games next season. So I, I if Kyrie and... Kevin say, hey, I would like to go to this team or that team. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to listen, but I'm not going to follow through and say I will send them to those, those teams only. If I can't get the type of return back that is expected to help things out, I'm saying, sorry, fellas. You guys are the ones that wanted to get traded. You didn't want to stay here. You didn't want to try to win a championship with the three with with with, with um, Ben Simmons. You you're you're, you're bailing on your fran- bailing on this franchise. So be selfish, Brooklyn. They're the ones who said they don't want to be with you. So you have to look out for yourself. You got to do it your way and not their way. Mm-hmm. And the Nets don't have to be accommodating for Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, as, as Mike was pointing to. You got to get the biggest haul possible, but it might actually help if you can facilitate this to not only help Kevin Durant in kind of maybe like a circuitous way of doing that, not necessarily prioritizing where he wants to go, but if it is a place like the Phoenix Suns, knowing that that is Kevin Durant's preferred destination, that might give you some leverage with the Suns itself as you're trying, if you are Sean Marks, if you are the Brooklyn Nets and trying to make that happen because that organization knows that Kevin Durant wants to go there. Kevin Durant knows that he wants to go to the Phoenix Suns. The Brooklyn Nets know that he wants to go to the Phoenix Suns as well. So how would they be able to pull something like that off and get exactly what they want in return? Accommodating two superstars who want their way out, it's nothing easy. It's not. It's kind of an unprecedented thing considering both of them, we thought earlier in the week, would end up playing the season with the Brooklyn Nets, and now it appears that that is absolutely not going to happen. So the Brooklyn Nets not accommodating KD and Kyrie. How would that work out? Here's Jay Williams, co-host of Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on that scenario playing out. I got to say this, though, from Sean Marks and Joe Sy, good for them. Like, enough is enough. And I, I, I get it. It's maybe the biggest catastrophe we've seen in sports about what this team could have been. But it gets to a certain point where enough is enough. And everybody's using this word, how do you accommodate KD? And you know, I'm not worried about accommodating Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I'm worried about accommodating my franchise. So if we want to send KD to OKC, where we get a lot of – I'm not saying that's where I would send them, but a lot of draft capital on young players or wherever that is, I'm doing whatever in the best interest of what direction I want to move my franchise. I'm not worried about making KD or Kyrie happy. They weren't worried about making us – making it work for us. 
Hmm. Why am I trying to make it work for them? He's right. I mean, they clearly were not worried about the long-term health of the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving, first and foremost, wasn't worried about the Brooklyn Nets or any of his teammates when he made the decisions he made last year that benefited only himself. And Kevin Durant, I know that like we're kind of absolving him of all of the responsibility right now because we're you know people are still frustrated with Kyrie Irving for being the catalyst to getting the Brooklyn Nets to this point where Kevin Durant sees the writing on the wall and wants out via a trade but Kevin Durant um does you know he gets a lot of criticism for this mess and his role in getting the Brooklyn Nets to this point as well no he i think Katie deserves so much criticism for what happened, um, what, what, um, what's, what's going on as far as wanting to jump ship. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he, he didn't predict that Kyrie Irving was going to be selfish and say, I don't care about my teammates. I'm not going to be vaccinated. He did, It wasn't his fault that James Harden wanted to play his way out of Brooklyn and go to and get traded to Philadelphia. But the thing with Kevin saying, I want to be traded, the issue I have is that he want he wanted to you know be able to make his own name and win, you know potentially win a championship away from Steph and Clay because when he left OKC to go Golden State he was criticized saying hey you couldn't beat him so you went ahead and joined them since yeah. you lost to them in the Western Conference Finals uh, prior to joining Golden State and now the t- things have gotten tough and he wants to bail out why not stick it through and try to be that focal point and say okay. Let's get some pieces here. Let's see if it'll work with uh, Kyrie and Ben. But no, Kevin's like, ah, nah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm getting out of here. So in my eyes, it's kind of a coward way. What Kevin Durant is, how he's operating. He just wants to bail when things have gotten way too tough on his mind. And if he goes somewhere else and wins a championship, let's say he goes to Phoenix, Courtney, or Miami, and all of a sudden he's, he wins a title, people are going to criticize him and mm-hmm. say he couldn't do it on his own. Yeah, his legacy is something that's going to be looked at underneath the microscope wherever he ends up next. What is next? For KD, Kyrie, and the Brooklyn Nets, we're going to tell you here momentarily after I tell you this from Indeed. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all of the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off, and with Vivid Seats rewards, you're going to start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. It's almost like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app to apply. Vivid Seats, life happens fast. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Kevin Durant wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the Nets and around Kevin Durant that this day was coming. I think it's about time that Kevin Durant severed ties with Kyrie Irving as teammates. There's going to be a trade, and it's just a matter of where he winds up. If, if Kevin Durant is on the first train out, uh, Kyrie Irving will be on the caboose as far as the Nets are concerned. I think it's very likely that not only Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving have played their last games for the Nets. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells sitting in for the guys on this Friday afternoon. We're joined now by Nick Friedel, ESPN NBA reporter, joining us on the CC call-in line. Nick, I want to start here. 24 hours removed from Kevin Durant requesting this trade out of Brooklyn has there been any movement on the Nets front or us getting any closer to knowing how Brooklyn may handle this and what the haul they're going to require to send Kevin Durant to another team will be? 
Courtney, I think they're just trying to gather all the different options, and there are plenty, and start breaking down exactly what they're looking for. This has a lot of parallels to the situation with Kawhi a few years back. Everything else is kind of in a holding pattern because everybody's waiting to see where that Kevin Domino falls now. But as far as the Nets are concerned, there's a balance here because they want as much back as they can, but I think they also want to do right by Kevin Durant. And that will be intriguing as we get closer to a potential deal in just how much they're going to get back and how they can potentially put him in a place that he really wants to be. So there are a lot of different layers in play, and I think there are a lot more hurdles to go. But those offers are going to be there. They're going to continue to grow as time wears on, and it is going to be something that absolutely changes the balance of power in the league. Nick, I'm curious about what you said, though. Like, where They're going to try to facilitate this and keep Kevin Durant happy. What do they owe Kevin Durant? He's the one who's requesting a trade out of there, and it's going to hurt Brooklyn in the long run because they're not going to have one of the top players in the NBA. Like, what what do they owe him in trying to send him somewhere where he really wants to be when he's clearly not wanting to play for them anymore? Gordon, I think the key there is they want to send a message to the rest of the, the star players in the league, if possible, that – We tried this partnership. It didn't work, but we're not going to be punitive about it now in trying to squeeze everything we can and and force Kevin to go somewhere that he really doesn't want to be. And the reality is, uh, as far as contenders go, when you look at the landscape, it appears right now, and I think Phoenix has to make some corresponding moves to make a deal happen as far as not only just potential picks, but potential young players that could be thrown into that deal, they have what it would take if they can make another couple deals. So, in theory, everything could work uh, for all involved. But the difference between where the Nets are with Kevin and where they're at with Kyrie is I feel like Kevin did right by them in that he gave everything he had day in, day out. They could count on him when he was healthy. Kyrie, that feeling was just never there. They never knew if if and when he would be out there, and it really hampered everything the organization did over the last couple seasons. Hey, Nick, I bet when I uh, when you and I were talking at the incredible event for uh, Von McClure and uh, Jeff Dickerson in Chicago <laughs> on Tuesday night, you probably didn't envision things getting this crazy uh, at the start of free agency, <laughs> especially with uh, Kevin Durant, huh? Mike, not in a million years did I think I'd walk off that plane from Chicago and an hour later I would be considering if I would have to move for the third time in about a year and a half. (laughs) So uh, that was not a thought that that crossed my mind, but as we've learned not only in the NBA, but with this team, specifically the Brooklyn Nets, anything is possible, always. Exactly. So let's assume – Kevin ends up in whether it's Miami or it's in Phoenix because you seem to appear to be pretty high on Phoenix and he wins a championship alongside of Jimmy Butler or Devin Booker that would be the second time he has teamed up with uh, all-star players future Hall of Famers to win NBA titles will his legacy be tarnished at all because it's taken him to bounce around with different teams to win multiple NBA titles 
I think it, the people who have already made their decision on Kevin, Mike, that decision isn't going to change. Their feeling about Kevin's legacy in the game because he went to the Warriors at the absolute height of their power with healthy Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Everybody feels a certain way about Kevin. The difference for a lot of people in the game is while people got frustrated sometimes that he went to Golden State when he did, there's another lens that you see it through in that this guy is one of the most gifted players we have ever seen. And so what I would say is if he goes to Phoenix or Miami or there's that surprise team that pops out of nowhere here in the next few days, and he goes there and he wins a title, there will be an appreciation for what he's been able to accomplish in these different settings. But, Mike, I'm with you. There is always going to be almost an asterisk around the fact that he didn't do it on his own in the same place with the same team. But having talked to Kevin about this kind of stuff through the last few years, he's comfortable with whatever may come because he always felt like he had to do what was best for him and his life in that moment. And knowing him a little bit and covering him the last few seasons, I'm sure he is not backing off of that now. We're talking with Nick Friedel. He covers the NBA for ESPN. Kyrie Irving still has a destination that is TBD. It feels like he has played his last game for the Brooklyn Nets. Is a trade to Los Angeles, the Lakers, that is. Is that still in the realm of possibility of where he would potentially end up next season? It is. According to what the Nets have to decide is, are they willing to take back Russell Westbrook's deal if they get the right compensation back. And even then, guys, everybody's focused on the money shaking out uh, in that deal with Kyrie and Russ. But if you're the Nets, what are you taking Russ back for? A a first-round pick four or five years from now? It just does not make a lot of sense from a basketball standpoint, especially given the way we saw Westbrook play last season in L.A. So I know Kyrie seems to think that he can find his way there next season but this goes back to the top of the conversation the difference for the Nets is they know how much Kyrie and his choices impacted their team they're not going to do him any favors (laughs) whatever they can get back they're going to get back for Kyrie and it can be a hope for better things in the future the only leverage at this point that Kyrie Irving has is if he ends up on a team that he doesn't want to play on, he can say, all right, maybe I I just don't want to play at all. And that team's going to say, all right, well, we're not going to pay you. So that's where the rubber will meet the road uh, as far as that discussion takes place. Certainly going to be an interesting couple of days here as we await what the decision will be, where the Brooklyn Nets will send Kevin Durant, and then – after that, where are they are going to send Kyrie Irving? Will they send them somewhere together? I sure hope not because I'd like to see this divorce happen once and for all and for Kevin Durant to go on and play somewhere else without the burden of Kyrie Irving, but we will see what the Nets end up with and what sort of haul they are able to get back for both players. He is Nick Ferdell. He covers the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets for ESPN, and he joins Courtney Cronin and Mike Wells here on Canty and Carlin. Nick, thanks so much for the time. Always, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, All right good one. we want to know from you what Kevin Durant's legacy will be. Will it be tarnished 
Do you have an understanding for him wanting to seek another team? What will Durant's legacy be by seeking another team? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll take your calls on the other side of the break. And next, how does the Big Ten Conference expansion impact the landscape of collegiate athletics? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Kyrie Irving is the reason the Brooklyn Nets fell apart. Full stop. But Kevin Durant should not be absolved of his responsibility for his role in the biggest failure in NBA history. Kenny and Carl on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, streaming live on ESPN+. Plus. He's Mike Wells. I'm Courtney Cronin. And as always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Will Kevin Durant's legacy be tarnished by him seeking another team. We find out yesterday that his business partner, Rich Kleiman, told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski that he is requesting a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets. How does this affect Kevin Durant's legacy going forward? Let's head out to Edward in Phoenix. Edward, you're on Candy and Carlin. What you got? Yes, uh, I don't think it affects his uh, legacy at all because, as I was saying, we didn't give LeBron any heat when he took his way down to Miami to play with Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and Ray Allen and all those people. And some of us who love Kevin Durant, we were glad that he went to Golden State to stop LeBron from winning more championships. So I just think you guys are giving him too much criticism and not enough not enough uh, credit for him doing what he wants to do in his career. Thank but, you. But, but Edward, I want to ask you something real quick. You know, LeBron finished the job down in Miami. He won titles down there before he decided that he wanted to go to Cleveland and try to do what he had not been able to do during his first stint with the Cavs. Can you look at it the same way, knowing that LeBron actually won titles and Kevin Durant did not during his stint with the Nets? No, because when he was in Cleveland, he didn't win until he went to Miami. And then you guys forgot when he first his first year in Miami, he went down to Miami. He lost to uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Jason Terry, and, and not a not a good Dallas Mavericks team. And his following year, the following three years in Miami, he lost the last championship. He lost to Miami. So, I mean, you guys are giving Kevin Durant all, all of this all of this heat, but nobody's looking at the fact that LeBron did the exact, exact same thing. He left the team jump to go win rings, and so did Kevin. So, I just think the players are going to do what they have to do to win, regardless of whether it's joining contenders or not. So. That's just my point. I mean, I'm just saying that you guys are giving him way too much heat and not enough credit. 
Edward, Edward, we do appreciate the call, but I got to tell you, LeBron James got so much criticism for teaming up with Chris Bosh and D Wade down there. I mean, he, they, he went on a recruiting run. You would have thought he was a, a D1 a recruiter <laughs> trying to line up Chris Bosh to leave Toronto and come down here and not have D Wade go to go to his hometown in Chicago. There was so much criticism involved. If anything, LeBron gets credit for going back to Cleveland and trying to win a cha- you know, going there to win a championship after getting swept by San Antonio early in his career with the Cavaliers. So the criticism was definitely there with LeBron because it, you know, part of it was because he made it into a spectacle of how they did it saying they were going to win one, two, three, four, five, six titles. So the criticism was there and Kevin Durant now He'll he'll face the same kind of criticism, especially he ends up in Phoenix. By the way, I know we know that you live out in Phoenix, so I'm sure if if KD wins one with uh, Devin Booker and company, you definitely won't be criticizing him for it. But we do appreciate the call. Ganny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What will Kevin Durant's legacy be now that he wants out of Brooklyn and wants to go somewhere else, whether it is Phoenix, Miami, or another team? Let's head out to Sunny. In Pittsburgh, Sunny on ESPN Radio. Yeah, um, that first guy y'all just had don't watch sports. He needs to sit there and find another sports to watch because he don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, LeBron stood up there and in the last 11 years went to the finals nine times. Only time he didn't make it to the finals when he wasn't in the playoffs. So Kevin Durant can't even match that. I feel today that Kevin Durant don't even need to be mentioned with LeBron James because as far as heart, and the mentality as far as the mental part of the game, he don't have it. He can't carry a franchise on his own. He has the talent. Nobody argues that. But as far as sitting there and really be able to put everything together, hold people accountable, sit there and dominate a, a series. Like, imagine if LeBron sat there when he left the luxury of Miami and went back to Cleveland and sat there and took a team that was in last place, that was in the, had three first-round picks for the last four years, and took them straight to the Imagine if he sat there and went there and got knocked out in the first round or created this debacle that Kevin Durant had. The scrutiny would have been a thousand times worse. Like, at the end of the day, people need to sit up there and truly sit up there and call it what it is. Kevin Durant do not have the shoulders to carry a franchise. It's just simple plain. Do not compare him from this day forward to LeBron James because he don't even compare Sonny, I, pre- I appreciate the call. Thank you. You too. Um, and, and you bring up some really good points. And, and as we, it always comes full circle with LeBron somehow getting worked into this topic because that's what we do as sports fans. We need a basis for comparison, and we need to look at how someone else handled their situation and compare it to what we're currently dealing with now with Kevin Durant requesting a trade away from the Brooklyn Nets. But, Mike, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that Kevin Durant and LeBron James – and the terms of their leadership skills are vastly different, and we've come to accept that. Like, I'm not going full-on bus rider comment like we heard during the NBA Finals, excuse me, the playoffs that that was put on Kevin Durant, but we know that Kevin Durant is not the same sort of leader as a LeBron James out there where LeBron wants all of that responsibility. He wants the -the on-the-court responsibility, and he wants to be a part of everything circling the team off of the court. And Kevin Durant just wants the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't necessarily want to be the alpha in terms of the leadership. He wants to be the alpha on the court. He wants to be the guy scoring and taking the last shot in the game. But as far as somebody who sees a toxic situation – 
He don't want to be a part of it in the sense where he's like, I'm going to fix this. Because you know what? He tried. He tried to fix Kyrie Irving, and he couldn't. LeBron James, personality-wise, might be like, look, I can, I can do what has not been done because he believes that his relationship with Kyrie Irving could potentially yield something different. Kevin Durant's not somebody who wants to look at this situation and say, well, this didn't work this way in 2021, 2022. How am I going to do things differently with Kyrie Irving to yield a different result the following year? It just doesn't feel like he's someone who really wants to deal with that. That's not where he doesn't have the bandwidth, I don't think, to deal with it. No, no, he doesn't. Listen, KD just wants to play basketball. Kevin, I mean, excuse me, um, LeBron, he wants to shoulder it. KD says, I'm just going to – he he wants to fit in with his teammates. He fits in by being the best basketball player on the court. Yes, absolutely. And that, so that's, that's what he KD brings to the at. table. Like, yeah, that's what he brings. He's going to bring a lot of points, a lot of production, and he's going to he's gonna lead by what he does on the court. LeBron leads on the court, and he leads off the court, and he handles criticism way better than what Kevin Durant does. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Kevin Durant's a bad leader by any stretch. I just think that – they're two completely different guys in that respect, whereas we we constantly are trying to make Kevin Durant what LeBron James is and, and not realizing that that's just not how he's comfortable in, in, in carrying himself as a player, where the going got tough in Brooklyn. And you know what he said? I got to do me. I've got to go find the best situation for myself. I'm going to be 34 years old this year. I don't have an infinite number of years of basketball left, I'm not going to waste it here smashing my head against a wall in frustration because Kyrie Irving isn't doing what normal people would do, what rational people would do, how rational people and good teammates would carry themselves. I've got to go take care of myself and not try to like force something through that has no way of working. That's how Kevin Durant's handling this thing. And if you want to call that a cowardly move, then then that's fine. If you're comparing it in the, you know, to LeBron, but in a vacuum in Kyrie Irving's in Kevin Durant's own situation dealing with Kyrie Irving, I don't think you can blame him because I think there's so many of us that would look at the same toxic situation. And if we were in it, say, there's no way that we would stick around just like Kevin Durant is not doing with the Brooklyn Nets. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Coming up next, Rudy Gobert is on the move. We will tell you where the big man is headed. Coming up next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Karen and Mike Wells with you on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. A bit of breaking news here. Free agency just under 24 hours in. The Timberwolves are landing Rudy Gobert, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Utah is trading Gobert to Minnesota. The Timberwolves are are sending Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks for Gobert. Leandro Bomaro is also included in this deal to the Utah Jazz. Mike, your reaction? I love it for Minnesota. I mean, can you think about Cat the front court. Cat and Rudy court. Gobert. Cat just yes, signed his massive yes. I mean, extension Cat, yesterday. Sheesh. Cat, Cat got paid last night. Now he's got he's got Rudy Gobert to be 
his back line protecting the rim. Minnesota, Minnesota hasn't been doesn't have hasn't had this type of talent since I was covering them back in the old three oh four season when they had Kevin Garnett, Latrell Sprewell, Wally Zerbiak, Sam Cassell, and got to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So folks at the Target Center should be pretty excited for what they have coming for them next season to go along with D'Angelo Relso and company. This is a team that just made the postseason after an up-and-down couple of years. They fire their old head coach, Ryan Saunders. They replace him with Chris Finch. And now they have one of the best rim protectors in the NBA. Rudy Gobert headed to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota sending Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, multiple first-round picks in this trade back to the Utah Jazz free agency. Wagering on here, and when I'm thinking about this Timberwolves team and thinking about Cat, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards in that mix too, I mean – the West just keeps getting more and more interesting and more and more loaded with these big three that we continue to see across the league. Man, and can you imagine if KD does end up in Phoenix with Devin Booker and the defending champions, Golden State Warriors, John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Jamal Murray and, and the Joker in Denver? The West is going to be stacked and so competitive. Making the playoffs will be not will not be a given for any team uh, next season because it's going to be so loaded. Yeah, the Timberwolves were void of cap space and and quite a few roster spots, which, you know, most NBA teams would figure to mean their offseason is done and they couldn't do much. Well, very clearly, Minnesota Timberwolves said, nah, we are going to be able to pull this thing off and acquire Rudy Gobert to try to compete in the West. Everybody knows how difficult it is when you have a loaded front court the way that the Timberwolves do now. Carl Anthony Towns getting a pretty nice running mate there with the All-Star Center. Plenty more coming up here on Canty and Carlin ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Brian Windhorse knew... And he was trying to tell everyone on first take this morning that the Utah Jazz were cooking up something special. Now we find out just exactly what it is. The Jazz trading Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves, the three-time defensive player of the year on the move after averaging 12.4 points per game. 11.7 rebounds per game in nine NBA seasons. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I want you to listen to Brian Windhorse from this morning's first take. I was on, and I sat right next to Wendy when he was trying to tell us 
in the midst of breaking down Kevin Durant's decision to leave the Brooklyn Nets and request a trade about something else that was boiling underneath the surface. Here's here's Brian Windhorse on the uh, the mystery that is the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets in a trade that might have foreshadowed the entire movement that we just saw with Rudy Gobert headed to the T-Wolves. Take a listen. I'm going to tell you something happened yesterday. The league executives are wondering what the heck it means, and it happened within five minutes. In fact, Adrian, the tweet right before... Mm-hmm. Adrian tweeted about Durant. He tweeted something else. It was a trade yesterday between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets. It's a very strange trade. Very strange trade. You'd really have to be a Jazz or a Nets fan to even know what I'm talking about right now. Okay. I don't even know if I'm you guys the know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I have like, both uh, notifications uh-huh. They right traded Royce O'Neal, who is a role-playing yeah. three-point defensive shooter, to Brooklyn for a future first-round draft pick. And so you're going... Why do you care about Royce O'Neal? Why does that matter? Why would the Jazz do that? Why would the Jazz, who have two stars on their roster, mm-hmm. take a player who's one of their starters and best defensive players and trade him in a salary dumping move? Why would they do that? Open what? up space to try to land Kevin? No. Part of a three-team trade? You say, why did Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? Okay. And you say, when Danny Ainge, last time he hired a coach, which was Brad Stevens. Right. What happened that same year? What did he do? When he hired this young coach who'd never coached the NBA before, and he gave him a long contract, gave Brad Stevens a six-year contract, Bill Hardy, who they just hired, who was, you know, going to potentially be a great young coach, they gave him a five-year contract. Very rare for a first-time head coach to get a five-year contract. Why? What's going on in Utah? What's going on? And that's what people in the league are watching right now. Okay. What's going on in Utah? Okay. And so I think the Brooklyn Nets and Phoenix Suns need to find out what's going on in Utah as well. Because what else happened that first year that Brad Stevens got hired? Danny Ainge traded Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. For the Brooklyn Nets. So that trade, that Royce Young trade yesterday. Okay. It's a very strange trade. I mean, Windhorse is a genius. Can he, he give me the Powerball numbers, Courtney? For real. I mean, I love how my dumb self was like, oh, so they could get Kevin Durant. And he's like sitting next to me like, no. Very eloquently, he kept it moving. So this has nothing to do with Kevin uh, with Kevin Durant headed to the Utah Jazz. But as you heard from Brian Windhorse there, and the thing that listening to that back now, I realize when he's talking about Quinn Snyder, he's like, why did Quinn Snyder walk away from that job? Did he know that Rudy Gobert was going to be on the move? I mean, I think it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to blow this thing up in Utah, that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, those days were over. But to me, was he reading the tea leaves this entire time, realizing that his three-time defensive player of the year did not want to be there anymore and he wouldn't be able to coach him beyond that point? Yeah, I mean, it clearly, Windhorse knew something. He went. I mean, that's that's called the, that's the ultimate tease on TV side. And by the way, Courtney, the look on your face, you're like, okay, what is he trying to? What is he getting at here? Uh, well, so what I, he's I, getting I, at is that Utah is like smashing down the yeah. reset button, and that so, Quinn Snyder so Doc, did not want to be a part of that. No. So now is the next thing Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell going somewhere else? Like, 
I'm at Seaport right now. I'm about to go find Brian Windhorst during this break and see, like, okay, is Donovan Mitchell next? Like, can I see your crystal ball? Can I look into yeah. it? Can you tell me what's going to happen to me in the next hour? What's going to happen here on Candy and Carlin? Because it seems like he might have the the ultimate way of foreshadowing some more moves that might come here in NBA free agency. Buckle up. It is going to be a wild ride. Plenty more free agency talk coming your way next here on Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app.